It's time to learn more about the Buck and Stock world. This is the Buck and Stock News Podcast, powered by Tubals, and here's your host, Kyle Lippincott. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the next episode of the podcast. Sorry it's been a few weeks. It's been super, super hectic. Uh, been been going to a lot of events and, and trying to keep everybody updated on, on what's going on in the Buck and Bull world. Uh, but we're glad to have another podcast episode for you guys. Um, don't forget about thebullmen.com. Uh, they're still selling raffle spots to a live reading to uh, the great showtime. Uh, free pickup and delivery of your of your cow uh, within 500 miles of Sulphur Springs, Texas. If you are the winner of that drawing, uh, you can check out their website, get your tickets there really cool offering that they're doing check out some of their merchandise that they have for sale uh there as well um also um the mccoy ranch production sale coming up april the 18th uh cord and sarah mccoy they they always have a great offering uh cord does a great job with those bulls um currently riding solos is doing really good uh in in the classics right now uh, sitting in second place. Uh, I think they're going to offer some calves out of riding solo. Uh, also, I know they're trying to get some some flush work done with Tulsa time. That bull broke the record uh, for the highest fraternity score in San Antonio. That bull was raised by Cord there in Lane, Oklahoma. Uh, the, the, they're working on the catalog, but make sure to stay tuned for some more details about that sale. Uh, the sale will be a live sale. I think you can bid online as well, uh, but it will be held at their ranch in Lane, Oklahoma, April the 18th. Uh, kicking this one off with the schedule presented by Two Bulls Feeds, fortified with SQM Minerals. Uh, some events you can still enter to round out the month month of March. March 21st, Midwest Buck and Bull Association, Hinckley, Minnesota. That's going to be a juveniles, which which is a yearling fraternity, heifers and bulls, as well as a, a two-year-old fraternity. March 28th, Archdale, North Carolina. Uh, they're having a cowgirls fraternity, a three-year-old, a 3D fraternity, and a bring-your-own-rider derby. March 28th, Chowchilla, California, uh, juveniles, bulls and heifers, a junior fraternity, an open fraternity, uh, a dummy dummy derby, um, a classic, and a maturity. Uh, They're in California, Gold Coast, Buck and Bulls uh, Association event there. Um, On this episode of the podcast, we have Court Richards of the, the brother duo, Court and Chase Richards, the Lone Star Buck and Bull Genetics. Going through this episode, talking with Court, they have raised a lot of really, really good bulls that I, I don't want to say get overlooked because they've they've won their fair share of money. They've been to the finals. They've been to the NFR. But just to put a list together of the bulls that they have raised that, that have went on, and, and, and we got to talking about promoting your own program, and that's what they're trying to do now. Uh, and, and maybe that's why we kind of forget what came from their program because they were hauled by somebody else. But nonetheless, great program, great guys. And here is Laramie and I's conversation with Court Richards. So Court Richards with myself, Laramie Wilson, on this episode. Um, Court, it's been uh, it's been pretty good start to the year. Uh, you guys were the San Antonio NCBA fraternity champions. Yes, sir. It, it's been pretty good so far. Pretty good. 
what what about I know we're jumping right into it, but what what about that calf starstruck? Uh he was sold in your guys' sale, which is something I'd like to get to a little bit later. Um and kinda was an underdog through the qualifier, through the seeding round, and ended up walking away the champion. Yeah, he he's been real impressive and um you know the cool thing about that calf is he's he's got better each time we bucked him and, and you know, even up until you know, the beginning of this year, the first of January, Hayden and, and Chase and I talked and uh you know, we were just hoping that because he won some money at the finals last year and, and we were hoping that that didn't turn around and bite us in the butt because he, you know, out qualified himself to to compete in some limited and some other type stuff like that and, and then to turn around and and basically beat a hundred and fifty some odd calves to to win that event was you know a kind of a one eighty from what we were thinking the beginning of the year. You know, going uh, our sale we didn't expect him. He wasn't the top you know, three or four or five calves that we thought we felt like were in that sale and and he's kind of emerged to be pretty dig um I wouldn't say spectacular, but I'd say pretty you know, very good. Put it that way. So now that he's he's kind of changed your guys' game plan for this year, well, what is the plan with him? I just, I mean, keep on, keep on trying to win. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, it, we all try to sell these bulls for for a pretty good amount of money, and you know, just to be honest, they're we value value them for a lot more than what they, they're worth. And when I say we, I, I say all of us in the bull industry, because when it comes down to it, they're just the price of ground meat when it comes, you know, in all reality. So so a calf to us or a calf to y'all, you know, like some of our good friends say, they're, they're only about as valuable as much as they can win. They're only worth what they can win. So we've got to, you know, keep putting him out into events that they give him an opportunity to win more money. And when when we talk about your sale, Laramie, I know you, you drove the sales in Cheyenne at the Frontier Days last year uh, in conjunction with the Western Sports Foundation. And you guys went up there uh, look, looking at some calves. And, of course, that was a first-year deal for you guys. What what's, what's kind of the – what was your uh, your conclusion of that sale and we might as well talk about it now. Is, is it happening again this year? Uh, the conclusion was it was very cool, Kyle. And, uh, you know, um, there's two people that we count or two, two families that we kind of got out of that sale that that started into the bull industry. And, and they've been very, very cool people to be associated with. And uh, one of them is Marcine Taylor and her husband, Clay, which – They've partnered up with us on quite a bit of stuff since. And then the other one is uh, Cheryl and Greg Reese, which ended up buying a calf at the final sale and partnered with Hayden Shaw, and that calf ended up being second at the National National Cattlemen's uh, Futurity there in in San Antonio. So, So just in the aspect of those two new bull fanatics, getting into the in, into our industry it in my opinion it was a huge success 
you know, even if even if nothing else transpired from the event, uh, it was that. And then Maria, Maria Andrade and her family buying part of Starstruck and then, you know, him being that successful. You know, there's a lot of different aspects and highlights from that sale that we can – we can relate to and look back on and say, you know, is a, is a successful event. And to answer your question, it, yes, we're going to have another sale this summer, but it's not going to be at Cheyenne. Uh, the logistics of of some of our big futurities over the summer weren't going to allow for that to be a very good reality. So we've decided to to hold it at the end of June there in Venita, Oklahoma. Uh, in conjunction with the Futurity Series finale, I'm with you. So just just logistics wise, I mean, Laramie, you you were up there. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Just the venue of, I mean, the sale right right next to the the historic Cheyenne Frontier Days Arena, and there was the, there's lots of people there. The the PBR was there that night. Um, it's maybe hard to top that one. Just the, just the atmosphere of being at Cheyenne itself and knowing you have a yearling bull sale and getting, just like uh, Court Court touched on, getting new people involved. You, you brought two new customers. Uh, you, your bulls may not have brought what you wanted to in the sale, but getting two new, new people involved in the industry and growing the industry, in my opinion, is just a big big of a success as selling a bull for a whole, whole pile of money, you know. And, and then, like you said, those customers went on in one second at San Antonio. Uh, that's pretty big. I mean, I've, I've been in it a long time, and I'd have been pumped to win second at San Antonio. No, for, for sure. Um, so, kind of backing up now, Court. I've got to talk to you and your and your brother Chase quite a bit and stuff. Uh, you guys weren't rodeo related to begin with, so I think it'd be interesting you touch on how how you guys got into this deal. And, and that you guys were going to get into the cattle business, but it wasn't supposed to be rodeo cattle to begin with. Yeah, uh, you know, my brother and I grew up playing sports, mainly baseball. Chase, you know, had a college education paid for by playing baseball. He was pretty fortunate in that aspect. And uh, right there at the tail end of his his uh, college playing days, he had an opportunity to go play uh, semi-pro ball up in Fort Worth. And about, I don't know, it was right before they wanted him to sign a contract, and and, and he came to me, and I had been out of school now for a year or two and had a little savings saved up, and he said, hey, instead of uh, instead of me going to play ball, he said, do you, do you want to start raising uh, mucking bulls? And I mean, other than sitting and watching the PBR on TV, that that's the extent I, I had to do with Buck and Bulls before 2004 or five. And, you know, you, each of y'all know Chase and I's relationship, but you'd have to know our relationship probably to know my reaction to that question. And uh, basically, as long and short of it, I told him he was crazy. And then I ended up doing a little bit of research, and I kind of remember – even looking in the old bullpen magazines back in the day when, you know, Kiss had some bulls on the cover and uh, and, and Dylan and Mr. Page had some bulls on the cover of a couple of those. And I went back to him a couple of days later and said, sure, why not? Let's do it. And we bought, heck, 
four or five cows from Jerry Bryan over there in, in, in East Texas, and it's been a roller coaster of a ride ever since. So when you when you talk about the, the cows that you guys bought from, from Jerry Bryan, uh, those cows ended up and in, in might be arguably your best cows still today. Well, we have one of them left, and she, she's, she's, well, two of them, but one of them's kind of a, she's a staple around around the place. She's a Nakarada bred cow that, that produced Red Man and a, and a couple other females that have gone on to, to be pretty influential for us and I guess some other folks in the industry, like Short Possible that J.W. Hall's now with, uh, I think, Mr. Hell owns him. That bull, you know, come from uh, a daughter of that cow, and uh, so yeah, it, it's still one of those original cows is, is hanging around, and, and we've been keeping females back on her, and, and she's still, you know, influential. To, to not to jump ahead too much, but uh, speaking of females and then your guys' breeding program, uh, I did a via BSN a sire spotlight on airtime and one of his sons is now after Little Rock three time event or high marks bull three events in a row uh, air support uh, of the bronze and uh, Cooper and Scruggs um, but but the airtime deal he he came from you guys via trade and that's that's kind of interesting how, how that's worked out and and another thing that that I was just want to touch on is what what airtime has done for you guys as far as as, as revenue because that's what we're trying to do with these cattle is, is create revenue. Right, right, yeah, uh, yeah. There, the airtime deal. You know, we were fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right, right time and be blessed by that situation. Uh, Aiden, Aiden Shaw, you, you know how many – he don't keep a female around very long, and that was a that was a uh, example of that. Or he used to not very much. So I traded him a couple bull calves for a couple of heifers, and, and Airtime's mom ended up being one of those heifers, which uh, she was bred at the time. We didn't even know it. Uh, he must have had a bull over there jump a fence and, and, and get her bred. And uh, – and, and, what she's been able to do for us uh, has been, you know, far none greater than anything we could have ever done for ourselves. But that way, uh, Scott did a great job of starting that bull and getting him in position through some injuries to to uh, to where he became the bull that he he had the potential to be. And, and Matt ended up, you know, being able to to sustain that and keep him going for, for quite some time after that. In, in the mix there of, of airtime going to Scott and going to, to Jared Allen's pro bull team, then, then to, I guess Sharping has him out right now. Wasn't, wasn't that bull syndicated through maybe his two and three year old year, three year old year, something like that. Yeah. I think after he won the, uh, the, the heritage derby, which would have been, uh, 2012, uh, we syndicated him and, and ended up um, uh, selling a couple shares of him. And, and then in the fall of that year, 
we were all pretty excited because he was going to to the Vegas or to the finals in Vegas being, hey, you know, he was supposed to be one of the best three-year-olds going in there. So we were all pretty excited. And he ended up, when they were unloading him, I, I think if I remember right, ended up kind of getting his leg stuck in a panel and tweaking the back or something. And so, so to end up, you know, a year after that, being at the American and and end up selling to to Matt and Jared, you know, he was definitely the the epitome of a roller roller coaster of moods. Put it that way. So I, I gotta gotta ask, being you have Airtime's mom, surely surely you have uh, created some some full sibs. Uh, how how have they been? Well, uh, in fact, Sharpie's got two of them, and he said they've been pretty good. And I, we have a, a three-year-old that, that we haven't even put a rider on yet. And, you know, they, they don't buck with a dummy, or, or they, they try with a dummy. They just don't do the things that we need dummy cats to do to, to, to be successful and, and, you know, place and win some money. So you kind of just let them get big and, and wait on them and, and – that's the same thing Matt said with a bunch of airtime calves, you know, himself. And so I guess the, uh, the time will tell on, on the full sibling deals. We, we bucked a couple of calves out of Margie time in that cow here last weekend. And, 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 and they look pretty promising. Of course, it's early, you know, they've just now got a one, two trips on them. So, but, but there's definitely some, some light there, some some hope and prospect, put it that way. Speaking of airtime siblings, you, you touched on the bulls. Do y'all have any full sisters to him or anything that, that y'all bucked any calves out of or anything along that line? Yeah. We just had uh, – we have a full sister, and we just uh, bucked the first full calf out of high tinsel and a full sister airtime last Friday and Saturday as well. Okay. What uh, – that cow, I know she produced airtime, and, and that makes her one of the greatest probably ever, but other than the full siblings, has she crossed over anything else? I mean... Uh, we sold a bull in the final sale, not... Well, heck, it, 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 I guess he's a year younger than airtime, uh, uh-huh. and and his sire was not a very good bucking bull, and, and I don't know what that calf ended up doing, but I know he tried to buck. Uh, right. I, I think Kenny McElroy bought him out of the final cell, and and I know he 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 had some good trips with him and hauled him around, but but I really don't know what ended up happening happening with that that bull. And other yeah. than that, I think the next calves are these full sibling four year olds, which which Matt has has. Gotcha. Gotcha. I've got, I've got to see some of the full siblings, and I know they've been good. I just I just wondered if she crossed with other stuff as well. She did a big cat or or something like that. Well, you know what was weird? How I told you that um that you know airtime we didn't even know she was bred, and so she calved late with airtime that year. And when I say late, I mean like you know May or something like that, April May. I can't remember exactly when it was born. But it was it was late for you know breeding season for us down here in Texas. So right. like each year after that, she ended up for three or four years getting 
bred by our cleanup bull, which, you know, back in the day, we didn't breed to, we didn't make it a point to breed to as good of sires as we try to breed to now. And so our cleanup bull, I guess, to be politically correct, I'm trying to say she didn't get uh, bred to the best sires we could have bred her to. <laughs> right. Has, has since then court has she has she caught up you know on her on her breeding cycles and stuff and and she's able to been bred to uh high tensile and margie time and, and those bulls yeah we've uh we we sold a well you know i told you a while ago about bull calf. we sold a high tensile uh bull calf in our cell in cheyenne last year out of her and and he he was probably my first or second best favorite calf in the cell and uh he, he just kind of is big and uh matt blake bought him as well and 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 i think he's really got something to him he he might end up even being a futurity bull uh i saw a video of him just this last week and, and he really gets off the ground and, and kicks and and he's starting to figure it out. So we might end up seeing him this year. Uh, but if not this year, I, I think for sure we'll see him, um, you know, with the rider. And then uh, as far as yearling-wise, I've got a couple fire shows and marching times out of her that, that I'm kind of excited about. So, so yeah, we've got her caught up. And, and as far as breeding the bulls that we really want her all spring out of, and, and, and it'll be a – interesting next couple of years to see what you can do uh crossed over with some of those sires uh, sure sure will be pretty interesting i was just as you were talking my mind was going and being that that laramie's on on with us and you guys raised boar cloud and and laramie you you hauled boar cloud for tom court kind of touch on i remember you sent me a picture of him as a as a little baby calf last year sometime and and what have you and that bull was was his rank as a fraternity calf when when Laramie was hauling him and how you guys how that all transpired and, and Laramie how, how you got him from them and and took him to to what he was able to accomplish. Yeah, we well, we, we sold that bull. Uh, it was a yearling bull sale, and I guess what Laramie he's a four model, so it would have it would have had to have been 2015, and. Uh, us and, and Scott and Toby, Floyd, and I can't remember who else was involved, but we kind of did the same type of bull sale that we do now, the the elite yearling sale. At the finals, we did the same deal in the spring that year before to where these guys bought these calves on Tuesday and Wednesday, then we bucked them that Saturday for a portion of the of the all the I guess the sellers put in a portion of the purse, and I don't even remember what kind of money it was, to tell you the truth. Laramie might, but I don't. And uh, I think we had only bucked that calf maybe, what, two times, Laramie, before that sale, and, and, and Mr. Tom and, and Laramie ended up bidding on him and buying him, and on the, I think it was on the Breeders' Connection, and then uh, we bucked him that weekend in Stephenville, and, and Laramie took him from there, and you saw what Laramie was able to get out of him. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think Cody Lostro might have been in on that uh, that little. I, I guess it was kind of an incentive for charity, like I said, which 
y'all bucked him, got him started, sold him on the breeder's connection, uh, and later that week, during the spring fling, that the, those yearlings bucked. And what's funny is we, we bought two bulls out of that cell, um, and the the other bull we bought, he actually won the incentive, and that's the only time we ever want to check with him. What, uh, what bull was that? Um, 449 was his number. I'm, I'm not even sure he was ever even good enough to get a name. <laughs> uh, like I said, he, he won that incentive, and I, I never could get him to buck again uh, in War Cloud. He bucked hard during the incentive maturity, just didn't spin, and... And I had that problem with him a lot, uh, probably, well, I think the spring fling, so a year later was the first time I got him to hook up and spin at an event. Now, wow. now he had bucked real good at the house, but, and at that time, so we're talking 2015, there wasn't near as many yearling maturities as there are now. Um, I, I got to buck him at Stephenville that day and brought him home, and then the next there there might have been two or three throughout the rest of the year, counting the finals. Uh, and then the UBBI was going at that time, so I hauled him to quite a few of those that they had in the winter in December and January. And then I, I never want to check with that bull until the spring fling. He finally put it all together, and he was second. And then the rest is kind of history after that. He was he was pretty solid for the most part after that, but uh, it, it, most people don't remember him. Yeah, he he was wild and and uh, he was smart about it, but he was so wild and high leaping and and wanted to do so much that it, that was hard for him to hit and get everything figured out to do it right and be controlled about it. Um, it he, he never, I never took him to town and he didn't buck. He just he would try too hard or, or turn too hard and and kind of slip a foot or something and would shoot forward after that. And so so uh, he he went from he went from that to be the the maturity finals champion in the in the derby finals champion as a three year old back to back years. Yep. Yep. Court, how how was that bull bred? He's a pit boss. Uh, he's a pit boss son, uh, and out of an up and smoke cow, up and smoke out of ladies' man, which I think might have went back to. Baker 602, maybe, if I remember right. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that's what it was. And and it's all kind of come full circle now. Is You guys own a part of him again in order to breed to him, correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and, kind of the weird stuff you do in the bull industry. You sell one to buy one back for more money to breed to him. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember someone was, I think it was at Little Rock, Laramie, someone was asking you about that bull and, and they're like, we never thought you would sell them. Thought you was going to breed to them, and you said, yeah, well, when when they offer enough money, you got to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. And and I guess we we might as well talk about it. You you kind of talked that that took that bull a while, but you you were talking to J W Hart, which is who's hauling that bull now, and he's been kind of in the same position as you were starting out with him. Yeah, he he's definitely uh, it, I don't know whether say it takes a learning curve to, to learn his tricks or. He's definitely one that'll humble you for sure. Uh, about the time you think you got him figured out, JW showed me some trips where he bucked him, and he was as good as I've seen him be. And then you get him get him out in public when you think you got him figured out, and he, he makes you go right back to the practice pen with him. Back but, to the drawing board. Yeah. Uh, you I, I you and know. Tom, you guys bred to that bred to War Cloud, right? Have you had a chance to buck anything yet? Yeah, the the calves look pretty good out of him. I'm I'm actually really tickled with them. I'm. I bred to him as a 
three and four year old and five year old, I guess. I've got cats hitting the ground out of him now, and then Chase and Court, along with uh, J.W. Hart and David Hale, purchased him uh, last year. And I, I'm not sure. I guess they're going to breed to him this year. I, I don't know what their plans were or are. Uh, yeah, got yeah, he'll, uh, calves are pretty nice. He'll be going on a set of cows uh, probably about a month. Another another bull that that you guys raised court just talking about you guys' breeding program a little bit was forty three fiscal dollars that was purchased by Ted Keeling and, and Hayden Shaw and and that bull went on to win uh, maybe not quite have the resume that Warcloud does but but went on to win probably well over a hundred thousand in, in his fraternity career. Yeah, that that was uh, I like that cat you know, from the day, you know, one. And it's kind of weird because he was in the same calf crop as Warcloud. Uh, he comes in the same cell as well, didn't he, Court? What yeah, he sold in that incentive cell? Yeah, that year we had like 12 bulls. And when I say 12, I mean 12 or 13. It wasn't any more than that. And I'm not talking about, you know, after we called. I'm just talking period. And out of that cell was Warcloud, Fistful of Dollars, and, and AJ, or Bill the Butcher. Uh, I, I know those three bulls were were in that set, and I'm trying to think if any others were, but but we got dang lucky that year. I'll, that's all I got to say. It, it would be something if you could have a year like that every year, even even with say 25 bull calves, double double your number. Right, right. Uh, going back to to fistful of dollars a little bit. His mom, she's hit more than just him, correct? Didn't she raise yeah. a, uh, another calf at Edward Hall and maybe went to Chad? Yeah, Lemon Lars. Uh, Chad had him, or Edward Hall, even, I think at the time of his, he, you know, Edward don't, he doesn't concentrate and buck a whole lot of bulls with a dummy. And um, I think he kind of held him back till his three-year-old year. And, and going into the finals of his four-year-old year, I think he was top four or five in the classic deal that I don't. If, if I remember right, he didn't have a good finals, or he wasn't, you know, up there, right there. But I think Edward ended up selling him to Chad, and and he was there in the short go for a little bit, and I think he might have got hurt, uh, not too long after Chad had him. Uh, I'm pretty sure that bull ended up going to the to the NFR and stuff too, right? I think he did. If, if I'm thinking of the same, this is a black bull, right, Laramie? Uh, a dark brindle, yeah. I mean, if if you aren't right there on him, yes, he looks black. I'm with you. So, Court, with with you guys doing some, I mean, we're we're talking to you. We might might as well promote it. You guys have been having having a monthly sale, uh, just a small sale on Elite Breeder Sale, uh, offering some some really cool cross to some live breedings to to bulls like 200Z and and Warcloud, and 200Z is a bull I also want to talk about, um, but. But you guys are are offering some some stuff, some heifers uh, out of your guys' program once a month uh, to to the public. Yeah, we've been doing that a little bit, you know, on on Brandon's website. We hadn't been able to do it every month, just get busy and caught up. But but it's just you know a way to kind of to you know keep our program in front of in front of people and give them an opportunity to to buy some stuff, you know that. Maybe they can't get a whole lot of other places, and and um, and and mainly to to you know to give us some cash flow every month, which is 
think, what we're all looking for. So, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty neat, neat little deal, and, and Brandon works pretty hard at, at promoting it on his uh, sale website. So I guess for, for everybody listening or, or will be listening to this, you can stay tuned for, for some Lone Star Buck and Bull Genetics offerings uh, here and there, I guess we could say. Um, but but 200Z, I'd like for you to touch on that bull a little bit because you, you guys have, have bought into some pretty high-powered sires, as you, you mentioned earlier, of trying to trying to breed the more prolific sires, I guess you could say. And, and 200Z may be a bull that kind of has slipped under the radar as far as the likes of high tinsel and Margie time. Right. You know, um, well, well, and Larry made Callie, y'all could probably help me if I'm, that bull, that bull is a half brother to what? Uh, hard twisted. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. No. Uh, and he's out of a full, full sister to crossfire. That part I know for sure. Uh, but I, I guess I was kind of looking for something that last year I needed to put on some heifers and, and I talked to HD about it for a while and it was just some bloodlines I didn't have in, in any of our females. So I kind of wanted to get away from some of the stuff that we've been reading to. And, uh, and, and, and so I kind of went that route and it's one of those deals where it, you know, time will tell, but but I'm pretty excited to start bucking some of his calves. Uh, in fact, I hadn't even had any calves out of him yet. They'll, they'll start here in about, I don't know, 15 days. And, and so that's, that's the neat thing about this industry is uh, you can get excited about something, but you, you, you've got to wait a year or two to kind of figure it out even when you're excited about it. But when you when you're talking about out of a full sister to, to crosswire, that 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 seems to work time and time again on the maternal side. Yeah, you know I can't sit here and tell you a, a, a bull, a specific bull, but it seems like with as much research as we do, there's a lot of times you look back and see a full sister crosswire, and, and they probably got quite a few full sisters out crosswire, but it seems like all of them. Uh, turn up here or there or somewhere. Sure. Well, Laramie, uh, kind of closing in toward, towards the end here. Anything else you can you can think to pick course brain about? Uh, well, yeah. One one thing I do want to touch on. I I know y'all raised numerous numerous bulls have gone on and, and I guess y'all y'all really uh, raised something that has worked at every level. And y'all never really hauled anything, so to speak, of, of your own. And not even so much just, just you or Chase hauling it, but you, you've never kept anything past, like, a yearling or two-year-old. Is that something you are going to try to start doing? I know y'all kept the, the bull that won the uh, – or half of the bull that won San Antone. Are y'all going to try to keep some more bulls and start hauling them yourself or having – having I, not, not, not so much you or Chase burning up the road. I know y'all have jobs and stuff like that, but – keep ownership of them so maybe y'all could breed to them in the future or yeah yeah uh we are and you know that that's something that that i was talking to to a couple of guys about yesterday is uh you know these breed bulls are getting so hard to come by as far as uh you know what you need to go get to breed to that 
that you almost kind of start thinking about it far enough out where you need to raise something to breed food. So I, I think every year we're going to try to keep, you know, two, three, four of them at least half its interest in them in our cell to where, to where we have a potential breed bull to where, just like in the case that, that we talked about earlier, we don't have to go back and, and buy war cloud uh, after somebody's had success with him. We still own part of it. Right, right. Well, and that's the reason I was asking. I've noticed y'all only been selling half interest. I didn't know if that was something y'all thought of or what your thought process was on that. So. Yeah, and, and, and to tell you the truth, you, you kind of got to enter uh, – just to promote what we do, um, you know the the guys that are successful doing this and, and and have been successful over the years. It's because they they enter bulls and and they promote their breeding program, and so it's it's the same aspect uh, without deep into that thought process. But it's the same aspect of. You know, we kind of want to have our name on something that we're promoting as well. Right. I think I think that is a big a big part, Cork, that you touch on, and and I've thought about that a lot myself. Uh, just just I mean, for my small breeding program in itself, but talking to friends and other things like it, it, it's hard. So a lot of people have a, a buck and bull breeding program now, and you got to do something in order to to make your program stick out from the rest. And I, I just, I don't know. I think, I don't think a lot of people, I think they're starting to think about it now, but you, you gotta just, we'll just use DNH cattle for an example. You know, like their, their cattle don't sell for a premium just out of the middle of nowhere. You, you know, you're, their bulls are in the short rounds. Their bulls are on TV. They have bulls of the year, PRCA bulls of the year, paternity world champs, classic world champs. Like they, they play at all levels and, and that's what people are seeing at the top and, and, and trickles down to, they have success in their sales, and th- that's my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I mean, for sure, you, you know, and if and if you don't try to to emulate or emulate and, and and take the best aspects out of the people that are most successful in what you're doing, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Then, I mean, they've they've given you the education, they've done it for you, so so you might as well learn from it, and and they've showed. They've showed us what it takes to be able to be successful and sell your cattle for a lot of money, and it's so why not use that? Ed, you know, why not use that free education? They're the ones that had to pay to learn that. You know, what needs to be done, and, and Dylan and HD go through all that. So, so you might as well open your eyes and 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 realize what you need to do to to do it. And like I said, that's not just our industry. That's you know, baseball. Any industry you're in, exactly. Well, and kind of right here towards the end, court we, we can't we can't leave your brother out. He he has a he is a has a large role in in the operation as well. Oh yeah, by far. Uh, you know, Chase is able to do things, and and, and he and I complement each other well. He has patience, and he's able to sit out with there with those animals and, and do the tedious stuff that I would lose interest in real fast. Uh, you know, I owe him a lot. He, he, he's more than half of our operation. And, and the, you know, even, even furthermore, you know, we owe a lot of people stuff.
stuff. It's all the friends and y'all and uh, heck, our parents and D&H and everybody that we've come across through the years to help us get to to, to do where you know and do the things we want to do. Uh, uh, we really appreciate it. And like I said, I appreciate my brother because he he works his tail off. That's for sure. Well, Court, we, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here the last 40 minutes or so and go over your guys' breeding program in the buck and bull industry. And, and you, you guys have been pretty innovative in, in trying to come up with new new ways to do things and, and new formats for this and that. And and uh, thank you guys for that as well as we got to keep keep this deal, keep the ball rolling in, in our industry. And, uh, and that's, that's about all I got. Laramie? Uh, I think uh, that's about all. I think we've covered it all. So. I, I guess a, a lot of people don't realize how many good bulls on genetics have turned out. Uh, and from the breed bulls they've acquired and, and going to put back over their cows, I don't think it's going to weaken or give up anytime soon. Well, sure, well, well, I appreciate it, guys. And, and thanks, for, thanks for talking to me or listening to me or giving me an opportunity. <laughs> and for sure. All right, Court, well, you have a good good rest of your day. All right, y'all see you guys.